What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Even More About Nothing, the show where we do what we want. Yeah. That's literally the best way to describe it. That's the only way to describe it. It's the only way to describe it. Any any other way to describe it is actually false advertising. No, let's be honest. It'd be lying. Yeah. I I was not trying to go that route. (laughs) In the words of the legendary New York battle rapper, Loaded Lux, that's why I'm out here doing what I want. I used to battle on the roof. The loser had to jump. That's basically how we treat this podcast. Yes. That is exactly... Well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of questions, not enough time for that. That's a whole separate podcast. That's a whole new But uh, if this is your first time listening, I'm one of your hosts, Matt. You can catch me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. Always joined by um, semi-illustrious. Semi-illustrious is a perfect like definition. It's like semi-illustrious, permanently delusional. That's that's probably the best description for me. Formerly known as Pink Polo Mookie on Twitter. Now Uniformly known across the internet, except Xbox, because that doesn't count, <laughs> as Westside Mookie. Holla at your boy. With an underscore. With an underscore on, on, in on, on Instagram. I still got the pink polo, and I might pull it out because it's summer and it's hot boy summer, and I'll be outside. And you got the polo hat? I got the, it's the polo bear with the, hat. With the bear? With the USA? It's the, it's the USA basketball bear from the last Olympics. Oh my god. Dude. Okay. Sorry, like we're already about to get sidetracked. Fast. Mello not coming back to Team USA? It's like listen, <laughs> listen. Problem, like problems already. Nobody wants to play with Pop. What's wrong with Pop? I need like Coach K leaves, and all of a sudden nobody wants to play on the Olympic team. Like, granted, we could literally pick out anyone from the summer league and win the Olympics at this point. Yeah, throw Jeremy Lin on there. Put put Mello <laughs> on there. Give Leangelo Ball a chance. <laughs> That's what I want in life. Leangelo Ball, I'm starting a campaign. Leangelo Ball officially needs to be on the USA Olympic team. <laughs> and before we get too reckless, uh, first time guest on the podcast, super special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, it is Eric Butler, Eric Outdoor on the PS4. Don't have any social media handles, not as cool as these guys, but I am still very excited and happy to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background as a nerd, what what qualifies you. Not that we're exclusive, but um, it's been a touchy area for the past couple of years. Okay, okay. So uh, let's we're going to take a quick trip down memory lane. It's going to be really brief. So in high school, ROTC drill team, uh, we were traveling for a national competition. Uh, we were in Florida. Four o'clock hit, and this was like high stakes pre- uh, practice. Lots of people were going to have eyes and visibility. We wanted to uh, obviously win the entire tournament. When four o'clock hit, everyone stopped what they were doing. We all broke rank, broke formation, and we went on a dead sprint to one person's hotel room because Dragon Ball Z was coming on TV with an episode. <laughs> Let's go. That's how, that's how you know it's real. Dedication three. Yeah, and uh, so college, I, I played college football uh, at KU. During training camp, when we had downtime, which wasn't very often, I carried my laptop around with me so that I could pop my laptop open between meetings and play online chess. So that's uh, my love for Dragon Ball Z, playing online chess when you should be focusing on football. 
Uh, if that's not enough, there's more, but let's just leave it there. Yeah. I think uh, as soon as you said everyone broke rank and sprinted to go watch Dragon Ball Z, I was like, ah, this guy's legit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, this is like, oh, I can't. Unlike some of you so-called nerds. Heard Michael B. Jordan say Naruto and just like, ooh, I'm an anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Saw Goku at the whole uh, Macy's Day Parade. I was like, oh, I like that guy with the yellow hair. And I'm like, it's gold. Yes. You heathen. Gold hair, blue eyes. Oh, that. Uh, you remember uh, which movie was Wrath of the Dragon? Where they ended up reviving every. Was that Wrath of the Dragon? No. Yes. That was uh, Fusion Reborn, actually. I'm pretty sure it was Fusion Reborn when all the villains revived and were attacking Earth. You would be you would be the ranking one on this one. I don't think I remember watching that. Or at least I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you oh. remember which one. Uh, I want to say it was Future Reborn. It's either that or Wrath of the Dragon. I remember that happening, but I almost feel like it was in GT when that happened. So maybe it wasn't actually in one of the movies. No, no, it, it did happen in one of the movies. It was Fusion Reborn. Yeah. That's when the villains were. Yes, that's yes. what happened. Yeah. And. Uh, also, they raised Hitler, and when yes. uh, Goten and Trunks turned Super Saiyan, he's like, ah, the ultimate race. I was like, ah, kind of. <laughs> I don't know what you think about, but... Uh, close, but no cigar. Um, but no, like, obviously, being nerds, we can want to be kind of protective because, like, we feel like there has to be... An entry fee of sorts, kind of. Yeah, you had to have gotten. Say. You have had to have gotten teased in high school at least once mm-hmm. for differentiating between cartoons and anime. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like and if you talk. didn't get teased in high school, at bare minimum in the college circle, like in college, everyone doesn't really mm-hmm. care. But like you had to really go hard and like yeah, I right, yeah. calm down. They're both cartoons. You're like, no, they are not. Yeah, you haven't had that moment. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's have this discussion real quick. Cause I saw it on Twitter. Um, because everyone's talking about, like, there was, like, a year or so ago, the unpopular opinions tweets. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, someone came at us with some foreign language talking about scopa to mana or whatever it is. Yeah. Which somehow translated to pop unpopular opinion again. I think that's supposed to be Cleon. Maybe. Uh... But then, how would I know? I don't know. And if it's, if you actually speak Klingon, don't come after me. I don't know. I just sounds like something. <laughs> right. Uh, but someone was uh, mentioned, like did one for I think it was like cartoons, or if it was I think it was actually cartoon. And someone uh, Wes, it was actually tweeted it, and he's like, "Animes are not the same as cartoons." That's not an unpopular opinion. It's a fact. It yeah. is a fact. I just don't know how people get that. Like, they're just like, oh, you're over here watching cartoons? Excuse me, sir. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> at, least, at least we've gotten past the phase where it was Japanimation. <laughs> like, if you've been watching anime since then, you've been grandfathered in. Yeah. <laughs> because you have really struggled uh-huh. to let people know it's not just Japanimation. Either that or every single creature that your parents saw was a Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> and every gaming system. You had was a Nintendo. <laughs> this matter was a PlayStation, and they bought it, and it says PlayStation on the cover. No, it's a Nintendo. Yes. Why are you always playing Nintendo? You literally bought this yesterday. <laughs> you know it's a PlayStation. You, you have the receipt. You, you literally heard head. PlayStation said a thousand times over yesterday. And you can't call it Nintendo. I don't know. But for those of you that have been rocking with it since the struggle days, we appreciate you. We rock with you. And not saying that we're not welcoming of all the new people coming in. No. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like joining a game. You got to get jumped first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Got to get jumped. Pass the entrance exam. You know, 
if you're smart, you can like kind of like uh, the Chinese like, Naruto. Yeah, it's like it's, it's it's Greek life for nerds. You just you can you can be a real. I never thought about it that way. And it's I, literally what I it feel is. some kind of way that you mentioned it like that. It is. It's Greek life for nerds. There's the fans. As long as there's no paddles. There. Well, we know what those are, and we're not going there. We talk. We don't talk about those on a podcast. Leave that for those people who watch that. Yeah, it's a very slippery slope. So if you're new to anime, it's a very slippery slope. If you need direction, if you need help, tweet at us. We'd be more than happy to supply you with a starter's kit of shows you can watch or should watch at Emid Podcast. But now for here, what we're actually talking about. For sure. I mean, this is the one show with 17-minute intros, 32-minute outros, and I think we're about 10 minutes in. Yeah. So we still got some more intro time. We're slacking a bit. (laughs) We're getting back in. Actually, no. This is the the montage where the hero begins to train. You know, it's (laughs) after the time skip, so they're more powerful before, but, you know, they just ran up to an appointment that's kind of more powerful. Listen. Train. I've still never... So there's always at least one time skip in every anime, right? right? To this day, the fact that Fairy Tail had the audacity to put two time skips into in a one show. season, in essentially one in season. A show, I was like, really? This is what we're doing? One happened to be ten years, and the other one was like a year or whatever. But still, I was like, the fact they had the audacity to do that, and otherwise, it's not a great show if they don't have a time skip. Facts. Uh, if it's long enough, Cowboy Bebop doesn't count. Samurai Champloo. Well, Samurai Champloo is still on the time skip. As far as, <laughs> as, far as we're concerned, they're still on the time skip. Because all we know is Mugen was in the water, and then the the, the, the ravens slash Grim Reapers were circling, and then he got pulled out the water. So as far as we know, he's still on time skip. Time, right. So we'll see about that one. Hopefully. Yeah. Speaking of good things coming back, Boondocks. Oh my yes. god! Yes! Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> Can't believe it. Were we actually on break when they first announced yes, that? Yes, we were on break. I, I don't know if we talked about them in the Spider-Man episode. We did not. Um, because I'm going to ask you this question because I saw it on Twitter, and there's no better way to uh, fully get it back into the practice and swing of things. And Eric, we'll start with you because Moondocks is coming back for season five. What is one thing that's happened over the past five years that has to be included in an episode? Like, whether it's a person or a situation. It's R. Kelly. You cannot <laughs> not. Like, it's. They have, yes. Like, R. Kelly is gold. And I don't just mean his golden showers. Like, he's literally gold. Thank you, R. Kelly, for continuing to be who you are and providing so much material that so much the show can just jump yes. right off. Hopefully, they go right, right off the bat with episode one. The. the Extra trial of R. Kelly. Yeah. The, second, <laughs> the retrial of R. Kelly. Yes. It has to be, that's the title. Aaron, if you're listening, it's called the retrial of R. Kelly. I like it. Yes. But would they, like, if I know it's still like a, a fictional universe, but would they still be able to use Thomas Dubois as the prosecuting attorney? They have But that, no, that doesn't count as double jeopardy then. It does not, so he can't. Yes. I mean, listen, it, they. It, Unless they would bring back somebody from the dead, which they've done multiple times. They brought back Jesus. They brought back Martin Luther King. They brought back Sneak Meter. Yeah. Uh, shoot, they brought Django in there, so they can do whatever they want at this point. What about you, Caleb? If there was one thing they had to do. I feel like we've had this conversation, but we're just going to rock with it. Yeah, I feel like we probably have this conversation, but, you know, nothing's wrong with Double Dipping. Uh... 
I don't care what it is as long as two chains is involved. Because two chains is an actual real life walking character, like cartoon character. So as long as two chains is involved in something, I'm, I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to say Bill Cosby. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's happening. <laughs> Can they, do a, can, can they do a double trial, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly in one trial? They could, but I feel like it'd be a waste. Yeah, of not that's, getting to it. Yeah, pure. There's enough like, content there for. See, but the thing is, like, I feel like uh, if they did the Bill Cosby oh. episode earlier in the season, and then later on they have him tweeting about the R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. Oh my gosh! I, I forgot that wasn't. I totally forgot about that. That wasn't so, a thing was when that? they were. Rachel Dolezal was the. White woman who was pretending oh, to be yes, and was like president of the NAACP. Yes, yes. <laughs> like if I will be disappointed if that doesn't make at least a cameo. That's happening. I, I, I need a cameo need, at least. I need another band BET episode. <laughs> yes. You know what else they're gonna do? Um, OJ. OJ gets out of jail. He hops on Twitter. If I would have done no it, no sense at all. His mate writes a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that is again. I think I've said it multiple times on and off air the audacity and sheer amount of unmitigated gall to get off on a trial <laughs> and write a book yes. about if and the book is titled this is not you can look it up OJ Simpson's book is titled if I had done it and he goes into detail about what he would have done uh-huh. if he actually was quote unquote guilty of fam you got away on a glove yeah you did but anyway, I don't know. They can do that, but they can still lock up TK for some rap lyrics. Yeah, TK, TK is getting buried under the jail. And uh, ASAP serving two years in Sweden. They give him two years. They give him two years. Yeah, they don't let them out. No, I already just got. He just got charged. I didn't even hear that he got charged. Yeah, he got charged for assault. Wow. I, somewhere along the lines, and maybe I was reading Twitter. So that, he's been, that's he's not been, he's been in jail for two weeks. Someone said something about like. A lengthy, I say lengthy amount of time, but some time that fans wouldn't be happy about. Huh. Yeah, listen, fam, if he gets two years, uh, all the Swiss chocolate is getting thrown in the river. It's not going to happen. Tea Party Part 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, try try to keep ASAP Ferg out of Switzerland for that long. No, he's like, and it's it's ridiculous. If you haven't, if you, if you haven't been made aware or, you know. You're really, really into the nerd side and not into the pop culture side. ASAP Rocky, great rapper, uh, pretty flaco as he likes to call himself, uh, Calvin Klein model, was in Switzerland getting ready for his tour and was getting harassed. Uh-huh. Off, getting harassed. There's video evidence of this. Yeah. Uh, not only by him and his manager, um, and of course, Aesop Barry, Barry is involved. If you know, if you don't remember Barry, he's the one who punched Ian Connor in Paris because <laughs> Ian Connor was being a jerk. Long story short, they were getting harassed. The guys who were harassing them were doing all sorts of things. They were drunk. They were high. They were groping women who were just walking by the street. And they were like, hey, leave us alone. Go that way. We're going to go this way. Things escalated. And they put, as the kids say, pause. They put the pause all over those guys. And then they were swiftly arrested and collected. And they've been sitting in a Swedish prison for about three weeks now. Yeah. And last I saw was Wednesday. He was officially charged with assault. Obviously, it's ridiculous that he sat in a prison cell for two weeks without even seeing a judge. Um, 
it's ridiculous he's getting charged with assault in most and not in, 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 which is doc, with documented evidence of self-defense yeah in most cases wouldn't they just deport him and like hey fam you're not allowed back here for a long time if ever yeah, I mean, that's what they did with uh, Freddie Gibbs. Mm. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs can't go anywhere near the Netherlands. He can't even fly over the Netherlands. He's got to go to, like, London and fly down to Africa to fly around. I mean, hey, you know, that's a whole different... Yeah, we're not going to get into, like, rap rap bannings, because yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll have to talk about how Wu-Tang Clan got banned from New York, and I mean, they're from New did, York. Didn't the same thing happen to g Easy? and yet here, here he is. Yeah, listen, we're not going to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're not having that conversation. Different g Easy. We can talk about a different g Yeah, but let's scale it back for those, our core audience. We won't forget you. Never forget you. Um, we have some trailers dropped this week. Gemini Man. Now, being someone who doesn't go to the movies a lot, honestly, 95% of the movies I've, like, pre-ordered tickets for and, like, gone to opening weekend, because that's usually whenever I go to the movies now, it's for opening weekend, has been for the Marvel movies or some sort of, like, sci-fi fantasy movie. Like, it's literally been Marvel or Star Wars. Those have literally been the last couple of movies or, like, categories of movies I've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So back in the spring, whenever they had uh, Detective Pikachu also. Can't forget that one. Uh, Yeah, I saw the opening again. So whenever they were showing, I think it was Detective Pikachu that they showed the trailer for 21 Bridges. And that was the first movie I was just like, yo, that's really dope. That's something I need to go see in Uh theater. Um Unfortunately, I didn't even go see Creed in theater. I still haven't watched it. Like Creed either or two. both. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch both of them. Make that happen. Uh, I think Apple TV has one of those box set things where they do. They bundle the two of them in for like a nice twelve ninety nine. Mm. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, I need to do that. Um, and then immediately following that was the trailer for Gemini Man, and I was like, equally as good. Action Will Smith. Gotta love that. Um, but they just dropped another trailer for Gemini Man. Uh-huh. Really love the concept of the movie. I didn't watch the trailer, but what was your guys' breakdown from it? Uh, and it, does it and does it make you more excited for the it? It does make know? me more excited. It's a little like it's a little bit more iRobot than I want it to be because that's the yeah. vibe I'm getting is like this futuristic corporation is kind of taking over the world and he's fighting he he was the system and is now fighting the system so it yeah. feels a lot like iRobot um, but with a hint of James Bond we um, are not going to be getting Idris Elba as James Bond so this is the closest we're going to get did we already talk about how I feel about James Bond yeah okay we're not going to talk about that again <laughs> moving on yeah um, we'll, just, we'll just get him Hobbs and Shaw Facts. I mean, allow me to say, though, that once they made the announcement or not an announcement that he wasn't going to be, I was done with James Bond. Yeah. So, I, I still think uh, Trevor Noah's take on the situation was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Uh-uh. It's great. Uh, his, his, his 2017 stand-up, I think it's still on Netflix. Or did they already take it down? He has a stand-up on Netflix. Maybe this is one. Yeah, I think probably. so. Well, because the one they have up now is his 2019 special. Um, but this is from 2017, the one that we're talking about. So I don't know if it's still up there. But um, but I love iRobot. So, I mean, yeah, it has an iRobot vibe. 
it doesn't make me unhappy. What I'm hoping for, and I sort of saw at the end of the last trailer, is is there something more to this story? And he hinted at some sort of mystery mm. uh, as like implying they chose me because I'm someone special. Mm-hmm. Perhaps not just for a skill set, but maybe there's something else there that they haven't released in the trailer. So I'm intrigued enough to go during opening weekend. Yeah, and I actually broke my rule. Typically, if there's a movie I'm interested in, I see one trailer and I'm out. Because for the majority of the history of time, trailers tend to reveal too much. Way too much. And then Disney started throwing fakes out there, putting scenes that aren't even in the movie. Love and it. aren't even, like, they aren't even deleted scenes. I they mean, just made a, they made a, they made a fake trailer. Yes. I'm still, I'm still upset they do use that, that cop scene from Spider-Man. For all we know, it's not even in the movie. Yeah. Might not I think it needs to be a deleted scene. Or I will personally fight everyone on that writing staff. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love the scene in the trailer. Right. And I wasn't upset that it wasn't in the movie because yeah. I'd already Well, yeah, no, yeah, it was good. Like, we got through the movie and I was like, oh, that was a good movie. And I'm literally like walking to my car. I was like, dang, they didn't have that in the movie. They didn't have that in the movie. <laughs> I was looking forward to that scene, but I didn't get it. But yeah, like to say, so I was like, okay, this looks interesting enough. And then the trailer dropped. And the reason that led me to like watch the second trailer was Will Smith's Instagram, which is by far top five most interesting Instagram pages on the internet, period. Mm-hmm. He revealed a scene where he was uh, doing the 3D digital imaging for Younger Will. And I'm just like, uh, that looks really good. And of course, it's like, check out the new trailer for Gemini Man, Lincoln Bio. So I was like, click Lincoln Bio, watched it, and I was like, all right, I'm sold. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it because outside of Aladdin, I feel like Will Smith has had some misses. Maybe not his own fault, but he's been involved in some stuff. Beyond. That, right. uh, so there's the one that he was with with Jaden. Uh, after Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying. There was uh, I Am Legend. There was... Ooh, be careful when you say that around. People love that movie. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I I wanted it to be better than it was. And then there's the uh, the one where he was the the bad superhero, where the first half of the movie was perfect, and, and then, then they, it fell off a cliff. Yeah, I know what you want to talk about because they had the pairs or whatever. Then like Hancock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was bad. Yeah, I, I want Will Smith to be synonymous with action movies again, the way he was. Boy, which the, one was he one with? Uh, I almost said uh, Margot Robbie because they were playing uh, Suicide Squad in the gym. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, it wasn't a movie with Margot Robbie. There was like a, a there casino. Were or yeah. yeah, that was actually that one. That was actually pretty solid because I remember was it? it was a self care date. I took myself to go watch the movie. I like it, and it was surprisingly good because again the trailers depicted something and I've kind of watched enough movies and there's enough tropes where you can kind of piece how it's going to work out. Right. Two thirds of the way through. They hit that. They okay. Here's the twist, and then the twist had a double twist. I'm like, ooh, and then at the very end of the movie, there's another twist, and I'm like, bravo. Okay, you tricked everyone out of expecting the end, and you got where you wanted to go. Bravo. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, it's 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 it was significantly better than I thought it would be. I'll say it that way. Uh, I don't even remember the name. Oh of yeah, the movie. Suicide Squad was trash, by the way. Yeah, it was. And let's talk about uh, James Gunn prioritizing Suicide Squad over Guardians of the Galaxy right I appreciate his dedication to the craft because we need a good Suicide Squad. We do. And as, as a comic book fan, um, 
and a lover of all things DC. If you're a real fan and you want to be really honest, we can both agree that DC has better material comic-wise. They yes. have a lot better material. Yeah. And that's it's, why this is so surprising. It's has it, has it not, it's not, I want to say it's not even close, but it's it, if it's a Hussein Bolt race. It's 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 far and above better than... Oh, the, yeah, by the way, the movie is focused for when you're going to look ah, it up later. That's right. Yes. Um, it's a Hussein Bolt race. He's, they, they started off at the same time, and DC has been killing it, both in the animated and the comic book side. Their animated is so much better. I don't, so much better. And it, half the time, it's the same writers. I'm just like, what is WB doing with the budget that everything just comes out trash? Or oversight, or committee. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening either. It's like, how do you take this material and not produce gold? I, I don't get it. Again, Constantine TV show, I was super excited for. The actor, I liked. And the, the thing that bothers me so much is that the Constantine TV show got canceled. And then they started putting him in all the other DC shows, and he's constantly the best part of the other TV shows. And I'm like, why couldn't you transition that into the TV show about him? Mm-hmm. But like we can agree that DC has better comic material, hands down. So execution just, on like large screen. Besides Wonder Woman, which I think story. is a little bit overrated. And somehow, somehow people still like rave over Aquaman. Like I don't I get that. I didn't think it was terrible. Like, it's, it was no, it, it's not terrible. It was but fun. like, there's a lot of stuff that I don't get. Like, cool, you get Aquaman, Jason Momoa, shirtless. For a certain population of people, hey, that works for them. That's, that's, all, all, that's all you need for a billion dollars. <laughs> did it make a billion? Yes, it did. A lot of single women out there. And then Shazam did. So I guess uh, the moral of this story is: is if you have real muscle, people will pay to go see it, and if you have inflated fake muscles like the Shazam suit, then maybe they won't. Well, but the thing is, like Shazam was still widely well received and like even me myself going to see Shazam I was pleasantly surprised hated the fake muscles because it bothered me so much but it was still well done Zachary Levy is a really good uh, childish acting professional yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the best way to put it um, I haven't seen well I've Hashtag seen a, Chuck is still one of the best TV shows ooh, ever. yes I absolutely love Chuck we're not going to talk about the fifth season but I love Chuck um I haven't seen him in any more of a serious role, so, like, when he was in the Heroes reboot. I mean, I watched him as the— There was a Heroes reboot? Yeah. yeah. Was, he was— How long did it last? A season? One season. Okay, yeah. good. Just I, one. I was like, Ooh, how did I miss that? And it was, it was good at first. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Heroes was so bad, it turned Hayden Pettitier into a country singer. Yeah. <laughs> like, she hasn't—she's been singing ever since that. Like, I— I don't think she's acted since. So that's a show wherein you talk about people not cutting their losses Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking a good concept and money chasing and just butchering it. Like, season one was perfect. And then it was like, where are you going with this? Yeah. I... Again, this is a whole separate topic because that's where we get into the conversation of, like, all these reboots and then people try to extend franchises. Uh-huh. At some point, Star Wars is just going to get there if they're not there already. Yeah. yeah, uh, That's true. And then, obviously, despite whatever the fan base is, because that's another issue in itself. We'll just call it for what it is. Uh, like, 
they want it one way, they want it another way. Like, at some point, you're just going to be like, you know what? We're done with this. We'll just leave how it is. George Lucas intended it this way. This is what's going to happen. Well, so... Again, nuances. Yeah, I, I struggle. I, I see where you're going with that. Here's the reason I struggle with it. Dragon Ball GT, mm. Dragon Ball Super. Listen, that's a that's a tough that's a tough. No, no, tough. that is that is very that is very accurate. I wholeheartedly agree with <laughs> that analogy because there are very cool concepts in Dragon Ball GT. Oh, absolutely. And you can tell in many cases that Akira Toriyama was not a part of it. Yep. It was it has not been blessed by the Godfather himself. But since Super, yes, had a lot of corrections. Yes, a lot of good things have happened. And, and even then, with uh, Dragon Ball Heroes, like even though it's kind of fan made, turned into an animated series, brings in those elements. So it's still fun to call back to Super Saiyan Four. Yeah, and then even as again, I think it's Super Saiyan Four, but people want to argue with me. The introduction of what has now become my all-time favorite DBZ movie. Broly, and what I'm calling Super Saiyan Green, aka Super Saiyan 4, because, you know, the power of a grade 8, but he doesn't transform. Call it what you want. Good point. That's Uh, 4. Good point. That's 4. That is 4. I'm calling it Super Saiyan Green, but it's 4. Actually, when you call it 4, it it helps the power scaling make more sense. It actually just... that just fixes It it fixes the power scaling for me. Because, you know, I heard uh, an argument that Broly is essentially the Hulk, and I, I accept that, but the like he still power, power scales, scales way, way too fast. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, even the Hulk can't power up that fast. Yeah. So. Which, again, I think there's a there's a brief scene in it to where it made sense to me. Uh, they're on the ship. He's talking to Frieza. Well, Broly's dad is talking to Frieza, and he's explaining why he needs the collar. And then the little girl, whatever she was, that's brutality, yada, yada, yada. And he's just like, I'm just here to fight, homie. And then we see it actually happen when she steals the collar, and his dad is trying to like, hey, yo, scale it back, scale it back, scale it back. And the collar breaks, and he just goes ballistic. I'm like, oh. This is Super Saiyan 4. Yeah. Like, he's officially crossed past 3, and this is 4. This is the green. The green always starts, but, like, it begins to envelop him. He gets bigger, as we've seen in the, like, former movies. And a lot of people, it was so gradual, a lot of people didn't realize. When Goku comes back as um, Gogeta, well, Goku and Frieza come back up. Goku and Vegeta come back as Gogeta. I was about to say, you guys are nerd yeah. card revoked. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when they come back physically, like just by like stance alone, Broly is twice their size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And a lot of people totally miss that. That's a good point. Like, his muscles have grown. He's physically imposing. And his power scale is almost to the point to, like he pushed Goku to the point of instinct. Yeah. Now granted, he I think it was out of pure exhaustion that it was that he got beat by Gogeta. Yeah, but well, that one I don't know. He got worked. Yeah, he he, he did. He did. I, I got it. <laughs> and, and at the same time, like outside of them first time doing the fusion dance canonically, yeah, uh, it's not Vegeta Goku's first go around being fused and like moving together. Exactly. And if we're gonna be if we're gonna continue down this path, we now have a path 
two because Goku says, you know what? I want to train you to control your power. So we now have a path for uh, Broly to appear in whatever the next tournament is because we always know there's a tournament. Um, possibly the introduction of Cooler, which I think would be dope. Um, after Vegeta does what he does and pisses. And, okay, that's another thing we talked about. Vegeta's brother possibly coming into play because he's mentioned in the movie. Yes, and, and he was off-world when the destruction happened. He was off-world when the destruction Same happened. Same as Raditz. Same as Raditz, which also is the reason Frieza is so pissed is because there's so many, so many Saiyans still running See, around. the thing like, is, like, they lead you to believe for literally the entirety of Dragon Ball Z that everyone that's here, this is it. Yeah, yeah. they do. And then, it, and, then, and you know, it keeps going back and forth. I don't know if they mentioned Cooler in the movie, which is why there's a giant question mark around that for me. Cooler is a huge maybe, mm-hmm. but as far as we're concerned, it was just Frieza and his dad. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to get Cooler in a movie. I'd love to get Janimba redone. That was a really cool villain. And bring PyCon back. Like, honestly, if PyCon was canon... He should have been in the Tournament of Power. No question. Is it TN? You're Master not, Roshi? Listen, I'm not going to argue with it. You're, you're, you're talking to the prior. <laughs> nope. I'm PyCon with that heavy hat. <laughs> yeah. Drop the heavy hat. Let's go. Um, you see? Oh. PyCon is the first Rock League. Because <laughs> he literally <laughs> dropped the heavy hat and his speed multiplied by a factor of four or five. Dang it. Now you can never unsee it. Let's go. The Naruto connection. All that, all that green. <laughs> all the green. The connection is finally made. <sighs> but jumping back, because somehow we got off on this tangent. It's fine. That's what we <laughs> it, do on this podcast. Yeah. It's what we're known for. Uh, also coming out this week, literally been talking about it for years, probably more anticipated than... Uh, all those filler episodes where Goku's powering up to Super Saiyan 3. Uh, Zombieland 2 trailer. How do you feel about this? I haven't seen the first one. Ooh, okay. So I'm not a guy that rocks with horror thrillers a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, just because, like, I, it just doesn't interest me. I'm like, uh, okay, you want to watch literally the thousandth movie that's about zombies uh, or vampires or whatever you want to talk about. It. Zombieland, always been hilarious. Literally my only and favorite zombie movie. <laughs> okay. Just because it's hilarious. So you have, like, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and I forget uh, the actress who plays uh, her her sister, or her sister, because um, they go by city names. Uh, so now the fact, 10 years later, 11 years, we're getting the sequel for it. I'm stoked, and it looks like it's going to be so funny. I want to check it out, because I, I rock with horror movies, and I... I have seen some zombie movies that I actually enjoy. World War Z is not one of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and the fact that I love about the title in itself, like we always knew it had to be because they have rules that they abide by so they can survive in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I think it's like rule one or like rule like three or something like that. Uh no names. Uh, no, double tap. Yeah. And so essentially, whenever you shoot a zombie or shooting, uh, you shoot them in the head, you have to shoot them twice 
just to confirm the kill. Yeah. So with this movie being Zombieland, double tap just makes it all, all rounder and sweeter for me. And one of the things I appreciate is that the actors and the world are appropriately aged. Mm-hmm. Like, things in the world have happened and the trailer looks like... It didn't look like the movie ended and they're trying to pick back up where it ended. Things have happened. The world has developed. Yeah. The people have developed. Yeah, they they're, look they're, aged. they're a fine-tuned machine because they've been operating for so long together. Yeah, and I think at the... Spoilers for a high roll movie. I think at the end of the movie, they actually did end up revealing their real names to each other. I can't remember if they no, did or not. I don't think so. But I like the trailer. Like, IGN actually put up the perfect picture. It was like them in the original movie and them in the, in the new movie. I'm like, when the 10 year challenge happened. Yeah, the yeah, ten- yeah, yeah. I was like, this looks great. So, uh, excited, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. It also is hilarious that they're just kicking in the White House right now. Exactly. So, excited, semicolon, cautiously optimistic. That's how I describe myself for the movie. Yeah. So, I'm super excited for it. I strongly recommend going to watch Zombieland. Bill Murray's in it. <laughs> and he's a whole thing in the movie. Like, yes. The whole movie's a thing, and then they actually yes. meet him, and it's like... Oh, gosh. So funny. Um, but, equally surprising, I say surprising in air quotes, uh, we talked about Amazon doing their own Lord of the Rings TV show. Yes. Amazon doing a lot of things. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon's really trying to become the second conglomerate to take over our lives. Wait, isn't Amazon doing Wheel of Time? I should know this. They're doing Wheel of Time? Somebody's doing Wheel of Time. Mm. It's either Amazon or Sony. It, I don't feel like it's Netflix, but Wheel of Time show is happening. The writers are working on it. Uh, Brandon Sanderson and... Confirmed uh, Amazon is doing Wheel of Robert Time. Robert Jordan's wife are consultants. Uh, so this this is real life. It's happening. They haven't cast anybody for it yet, but they are working on it. Oh man, I'm, I I cannot I can't explain my relationship with the Wheel of Time. There's 14 books. I've read them all. Not all. I did not reread the prequel. I read every other book at least three times. Love it that much. Ooh. And the one time they had a video game, it was trash. I wish they had a legit game. Honestly, sounds like with me and The Witcher, except the games are actually good. Uh, the game's really good. Uh, and jumping real, like real quick to this tangent has nothing to do with anything. Um, because I saw a tweet about this. One of the books, the few series that I actually read from start to finish growing up, was the Percy Jackson books. I absolutely. I remember those. that phase of your life. Yes, I still have like five of them sitting on my shelf. Did you read the Heroes of Olympus? Yes. So Did you enjoy I, that too? I liked it. Um, I still was always drawn back to... Because the Heroes of Olympus were... Uh, there was a second one with like the Romans and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did like those. Um, it was a nice tangent and segue to like, like not focus on Percy. Yeah. Um, but something always drew me back to like the first originals, especially the um, the last book. I forget the name of it. Uh, or, like, the last installment. Um, it's like the Battle of Olympus or something like that. Yeah, that was always a really good one, a cool one to do. But if they, someone actually picked that up and did justice to the movies, because the first one was absolutely trash. Not even gonna lie. That movie was terrible. So trash. First of all, we're not even going to talk about what they did with uh, Annabelle's, like, hair, how mm. she was a brunette when she was supposed to be a blonde or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of hashtag redeemed themselves in the second one. Still trash. 
but they did better. So I would love to see someone redo that one. Love Logan Learman. I think he made it for a great Percy, but he was also kind of old. He was old. <laughs> for the stage of life, this was very for Percy. Yeah. Um, sorry, we just, just got on the whole tangent. Of oh, no, listen, listen. Tangents is how we, you know, survive. Yes. This is how we win the bread. Facts. There's no bread to be won here. I did have some, like, wheat bread this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm, starting to, I'm starting to get into, like, bougie bread with cream cheese. It was like thick cut bread from like pure grain. Now, are we talking like tubs of cream cheese or are we talking blocks? Like you got to go with the tub. You can't do block cream cheese. That's yeah. just, no. You're going to do You're actually a psycho if you have blocks of cream cheese. I don't, I don't understand how. Also, if you choose, if you were looking in the store and you had two boxed items right next to each other, goldfish and cheeses, if you choose, choose cheeses, you were raised as a crackhead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, poverty is the real thing. So it's real. <laughs> I don't want to say crack I'll tell you, that maybe maybe you lived in Section Eight housing. No, we'll just say it that way. No, but the thing is, like those aren't salt on the cheese at crackers. I mean, those are cocaine crystals. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. You <laughs> there's, gotta, there's no you reason you should choose those little boxes. And you, you know, you wake up with crumbs all over your face, and you're looking around. You start sniffing. You don't know what just happened. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a dangerous. That was crack. part of my childhood. <laughs> boxes of cheese. Boxes of cheese. Why did I do this? That's what led to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> followed by followed by fruit snacks. Yes, <laughs> cheeses that led straight to the fruit snacks. Uh, but Amazon, as heavy hitting as they are, starting their own uh, Lord of the Rings show, and then they also have the video not, game. They're not starting. Well, they life. have the rights to do one. Yes, they acquired the rights to do the things, and then they're also and like, so yeah. somehow Orlando Bloom's like, "Yo, let me hop in on this," or rather, he was posed with the question, "Are you going to be a part of it?" That's still a giant question mark. I'm sure a lot of people would love to see uh, legless Lego Legolas <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. And uh, as we are saying off air, it makes sense that it would be him because he is an elf. And uh, in almost any fantasy game, book, series, whatever, they're the lo- they're they're the elves, elves have the longest lifespan. Uh-huh. In Lord of the Rings... They have the longest lifespan plus one. It's stupid how long the elves lives. Yeah. Uh, in this, like, the one, the one elf that when they first get to, I want to say Isengard, but that's so wrong. Um, she's over a thousand years old. Yes, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name. Everyone forgot her name. Um, and I know it's not Isengard, so don't come after me on Twitter. I mean, you can if you want. It's just not gonna work out well. Later. Ricky report. Yeah, Ricky. Oh, no, never mind. He's never seen Lord of the Rings. He doesn't know. Ah, escaped. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky is our correctional officer, as we like to call correctional him. Correctional so. officer. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Every time I say something wrong on Twitter or on the podcast, we get a, we get a Ricky report correcting mostly me of all the things I've done wrong. Very so nice. Ricky's official position is correctional officer. Ricky, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hard work. Not all heroes wear capes. Uh-huh. Not always a cape. But um, speaking of Amazon doing things, Legolas would be dope. But they're bringing back Jack Ryan. Yes. With Jim from The Office. And if you... Obviously, they dropped season one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched a couple episodes, like, 
I started a couple. I th- actually, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I. I started episode one. I don't know if I finished it. Episode one is like an hour long, though. Okay. I feel like it's longer than the other ones. It is. Yeah. Episode one is like an hour long, and it's a good thing it is because um, start to finish is like it's all set up. Everything in episode one sets up something that happens in episode three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, and they always harken back to episode one in one way or the other. Mm. So. So it's, you like, need to you need if you if you watched it kind of sorta go back and rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, just rewatch yeah. it. Just I'm I'm gonna rewatch it before the next season starts because I found uh, with Amazon and with Netflix when they finally come out with another season, it's been so long that you've forgotten a whole lot of important details. Yeah. So. I will go back and rewatch it, yeah. but it's amazing. And yeah. as you guys were telling me, it is uh, vastly different from the Chris Pine movie that happened. Which we do not talk about. Not even close. Uh, was Tom Clancy involved with that at all in the first he the movie? or was it already. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, wait, was he still alive? I'm unsure, but I think he, he definitely passed when the Amazon one dropped, but his estate had given the blessing. Mm. For sure. And I partially watched the Chris Pine one. Uh, I remember watching it because I, as you guys know very well, am a I'm a Tom Clancy like game head. Yeah, like, you, I, you, I, you've been talking about Division and Division Two for quite literally your entire life. If you don't, yeah. Long. Listen, when Division first came out, it just so happened to come out during my spring break. So, like. Any self-respecting nerd do you've been anticipating in the game for a year? I took a week off. Yeah, I did not leave from the couch. That's except what happened with Keenan Shower Mar- and yeah. shave. That's what happened with Keenan March too. Came out like early March. Yeah, spring break the next week. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was over here for a week straight. Then I come over here for yeah. a week straight. Yeah, we beat it in a week. But yeah, no. Um, it, I mean, it dates. It predates the division for me. It goes all the way back to Splinter Cell. Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. Um, Double Agent was the one where I really, really got into Tom Clancy like lore, and then went back. And Total War, Total War, the book dropped, and Total War, the game dropped a week later. And so I was going back and forth, reading the book and playing the game. Nothing alike, but just to have. The the just the fantasy because the way the book plays out everything that happens in the game easily could have happened um, and then the, there's references to the book yeah. so also it's all good stuff I don't know if you saw this on Twitter but shout out to, to whoever uh, photoshopped a picture of the Fantastic Four that they wanted in the new MCU and put John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic I I've heard that I've heard I did that see a lot that. with him and his wife uh, playing a Sue Storm yes. I can get down with that. Yeah. Ooh, Emily Blunt as Sue Storm? Dude. That'd be fire. Yeah, it would. Again, it all leads to God Doom. And then Give us God time, Doom. At the same time, depending on how you age them, they have a son, the most powerful mutant in the entire MCU. Listen, all I want from Marvel, like, I don't care what Marvel does. They're already killing them. Give me God Doom. Give me a really, really good God Doom. And I, we, I might, I, I, I'm not, I'm not rescinding my DC throne. That's never going to happen. I'm going to get a Batman tattoo again in the next five years. But I will, I will, a, a significant chunk of my devotion to comic books will be shifted to Marvel if they get God Doom. God Doom is an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know we pose this question. Uh, there's no real way to mull it over. Who would you want as Doom? Uh, because the mask is... God Doom is, is never unmasked. Give me Fastbender. Yeah. Give me Fastbender. Yeah, that'd be good. Like, Fastbender is God Doom is top tier. 
Like it, it, that's hard to beat. Oh, it is. It is. And we've talked about it before. Josh Brolin did an outstanding job as uh, Thanos, especially in Endgame. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Playing two completely different Thanos. Uh huh. Wasn't even close. He, he was exceptional. I yeah, I, that was top tier. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to cement Fastbender as like the only option for God Doom um, because they've kind of Gerard Butler. <laughs> that actually wouldn't be terrible. Um, in a different universe, if we didn't have Doctor Strange as um, if we didn't have Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, I would have loved him to be God Doom because I think that is a perfect fit. Um, but we already—I mean, it could still happen. We just have the voice of yeah. Cumberbatch under the mask of God Doom. But if yeah. they unmask him, then we get into—I don't want to get into that ripple time effect. Yeah, I don't want—I don't want to do all that to myself. But um, Fastbender would be my number one option right now. And then you know they could—they—they they, listen. Holland is the Spider-Man. Like, yeah, Tom is. Holland is Spider-Man. If they can find someone to be God Doom for the next ten years, do it. Find the guy. Yeah, Josh Brolin really didn't have to do much. Yeah, and they just like he popped up. Kind of took his face, three D animation, and then he was voice acting. Yeah, but the acting was powerful. Oh yeah, the acting powerful. he did do powerful. Yeah. And I, again, now that we've had what we have, they've obviously they've obviously killed off Thanos. Yeah. So now we can just get him as Cable for the foreseeable future. Yes. I'm with it. Uh, which I really want them to do a really good Deathstroke for DC. Sorry, this is a completely not second. No, no, it's fine. We're here. Yeah. We're here. Deathstroke for DC. Who do you want? I'd have to give it some thought, and I'd have to give it a lot of thought. But which? So, as we all know, there's different iterations of Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. There's comic book Deathstroke. There's old man Deathstroke that pops up in the animated series. There's young Deathstroke who's fresh out of, like, assassin school. And he was still legit in the animated series when yeah. he popped up. Old man Deathstroke is probably my, one of my favorite yeah. iterations. First of all, like, and I never understood the the gravity of it whenever it first aired. But when OG Titan was on and they had Slade go up against him. Yeah. Like, like I understood. I was like, yo, this is a really dope nemesis. Like, technically. Not even like the nemesis of the Titans. Nope. They just threw him in there. He sure seemed like so. But I really loved uh, the death stroke they did for Arrow. Yeah, that was a really good death stroke. So guilty confession: uh, after Flash season three or four, whichever one had a uh, oh, who was the Speed God? He was Barry when he was unmasked. Oh, and it was uh, one where he was trying to kill Iron. Savitar? Yeah, Savitar. After that season, I was like, all right, you know no, what? No, you know what? I don't fault you. <laughs> <laughs> season four season four of Arrow, I was done. I haven't seen it. Because I was like, I'm done with this the show. Thing is, like, so, uh, it always gets to this point, like, uh, I've up until about, I want to say season six for Arrow, uh, which would have been season four for Flash. Um, like, I was watching Arrow pretty consistently keeping up, but at some part towards the end of season six, I was just like, I don't really care about this. Like, I watched the season finale, move on, uh, watch the first half of season seven up until the crossover. After the crossover, nothing else. And, like, I'd still been watching Flash pretty religiously um, up until this last one got to the crossover, and I was like, <laughs> and now it's like, I'll watch 
Arrow because it's the final season just to see how they end. And apparently all of uh, Stephen Amell is playing multiple versions of Oliver Queen from multiverses. So that's actually shaping up to be pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I completely understand. Like there's, I'm still of the impression they've had some really good seasons after this, but nothing quite beats the storyline from season two of Arrow. Oh, I still haven't gone back and rewatched and like really given Arrow the time that he probably deserves. Yeah, season two, because that was when Deathstroke first showed up and he came in, ran into Oliver's trap house and said, run me my money. Uh, one of the baddest villains that they've done. Um, obviously, uh, who was who it that? Uh, Adrian Chase. Adrian Chase was also a really good villain. I think that was, since Slade, that was probably the best one. Raish had the potential to be really good, but they kind of mocked it up. Yeah, man. Mm. So, as you know, Raish has a very, very, very long storied history with the bat. Yeah. And that is when I stopped watching Arrow because I'm like, this is pure nonsense. This is the... How weak they made Rage look, or the position of Rage, he can, or technically Raj, because it's an ancient power, so it's Raj Al Ghul. Um, but they just say Rage Al Ghul because you know Americans, yeah, English. Well, but language. the thing is, like that was still at the point when Arrow was just like, okay, uh, all the meta extra like non grounded stuff is going to be for Flash. This is still a very uh, grounded. He, and so he wasn't able to do like magic. I understand that, but no, I get where you're coming from. But here, I mean, here's the thing. If, if you want to do rage, you do it properly because he's not just an arrow villain. He's, he's a not, He's not just the Batman villain. He's not just, um, an anti-hero or a crux to the like Rage is at one point single-handedly told the entire Justice League to sit down. And again, it took Batman to you know come in like I all of you guys, this is how we beat Rage. I've done it before. We this is how we do it, but we have to do it together. Mm-hmm. Like he is a powerful creature. Um, like the only and it wasn't it wasn't displayed that way. It was like a guy stepping into like he got a promotion. It wasn't he didn't become the demon's head. He became the the leader of an organization. That was my biggest problem with that depiction of rage. But I digress. Yeah, creative like, freedom and all that. Yeah, creative freedom till it's bad. <laughs> A.K.A. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> They're remaking it. Yeah, we'll I can't wait until they re-release the trailer. We'll see. Uh, I forget what else there was, but there was another uh, show that they showed the animation for. It's supposed to be like live action. And so when they released it, someone's like, we owe the creators of Sonic a huge apology because <laughs> it was so bad. Wow. I forget what it was. Uh, but all that aside, uh, there were also a couple movies that passed the billion dollar mark this past week or over this weekend. Um, Aladdin passed the billion dollar mark, uh, which it's been in theaters for nearly two months. Uh, really good because I know, I don't want to say that one's been flying under the radar like up until its actual release, but it was a bit overshadowed by Lion King uh, just because there was a 
month and a half window where like it's kind of enough time, but at the same time, people are just like, "Oh, Lion King's coming! Lion King's coming!" So yeah. people are like, "Oh, we'll, we'll go see Aladdin because Aladdin's still a great Disney movie," um, and they still made sequels after it that weren't as good. But nor were they necessary. <laughs> cool to see like about his dad but at the same time it's like uh, I don't know where where else I thought this was gonna go Uh, so with that passing a billion dollars now the question is like will Lion King get a billion dollars like again it's the most anticipated movie but a lot of mixed reviews See, I don't know if the reviews matter as much sometimes as we want them to because Little kids can go see it. And because little kids can go see it, and parents still have the nostalgia that they look at the reviews and they say, okay, I'm probably still going to go see it. Yeah. Like my kid wants to it. I'm still going to go. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And for us in the middle group who want the classic and want the original, I think we're the ones that are most stuck up about it because the parents are like, well, it's, it's, like, it's it, a kids movie I don't it, care like, it'll, yeah. it'll get my kid to shut up for yeah. two hours and then the kids are just like oh it's a lion that's all they care about yes they care about the lions and the, and they're butchering the songs if you like, there was a small child who tried to sing a kuna matata and was singing about macaroni and cheese and I'm like I will fight a child I will fight a parent <laughs> if he doesn't shut up about mac and cheese I'll fight both of you right uh, so the kids are gonna go see it and the parents who have little children will go see it I think it's us the millennial groupings who are a little stuck up and uptight about it because you know well, but the thing we is, love the original I mean I literally remember getting the VHS tape and I watched it so much that for the kids I'm listening on the internet VHS tapes used to have like strips of film and you could wear I wore it out it was literally unviewable grandpa had to like next time we made a trip to London had to buy another VHS tape for me so that's how much I watched the movie so obviously I get stuck up when things aren't the way I like it to be but if you take it for what it is I don't see I don't see how it doesn't get a billing yeah Uh, like obviously like you're saying Eric uh Reviews don't always matter, and then there's a matter of just, like, critic score versus, like, actual uh, viewership scores. Um, But I think there's still, like, a good demographic of people that will see reviews and be like, ooh, not as many people are, like, raving about it as I thought. I'm not going to see it. I'm that person. Yeah. I mean, the movies I really want to see that I'm not going to listen to what anybody else has to say anyway. Yeah. I'm going open the weekend. Yeah. Anything else, I'm going to sit back and wait. Yeah. Just like, ah. Like it'll be on Redbox. Like I get, I get rent uh-huh. it, or it'll end up on Netflix in like five months or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the other movie to cross that billion dollar threshold in a shorter amount of time uh, is Spider Man Far From Home, which makes it the highest grossing uh, Spider Man film. Yep. Which I think is fairly reasonable and accurate representation, except. What is on the bottom of the list, which is so egregious, I will have to fight everyone and their mom who's on Netflix right now. Oh, yeah. That's... Into the Spider-Verse. No sense at all. Like, people, just watch the movie. Because I think it it ended up... So, obviously, at the top of the scale is Far From Home, which had, like... I think when I first saw it, it was, like, probably, like, 1.02 billion like 1.2 billion or whatever the number is uh and then there's been seven movies total 
Yeah, that's a, a far from home ended at uh, one point five billion. One point five bill. Um, but at the bottom, because there's been seven or eight Spider-Man films that we've had since the Raimi, the first Raimi film. Uh, no, I take that back. I need to correct myself before Ricky does. One billion, five million. That's not one point five. It's one point oh oh five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but at the end of that, into the Spider Verse, again. Air quote, arguably the best yes. uh, Spider-Man film we've gotten to date. It and uh, only ended up getting like what three hundred mil, if that. Because stigmas, stigmas, not even stigmas. Because if you're a comic book Hayden. fan, yeah, hating and just like an unwillingness to go watch an animated movie. That's what, I think. That's I think besides it. it being Miles, besides it being. Uh, a Sony picture and not having the Marvel machine behind it. Uh-huh. It had as much Marvel machine behind it as they legally could be. Um, Sorry, box office was 375.5 mil. Yeah, which is criminally low. Yeah, it is. You said it. I've said it multiple times. It grossed less than Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'll say it again. It is definitively the best Spider-Man anything to ever exist, period. I agree. Point blank. Like, that is the end of the statement. There's no comma, no semicolon, no but, no what if, only just for, no. Yeah. Just, even adjusted for inflation, it's still the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah. The best Spider-Man product, period. I'll let you sit with that one, because, like, there was, it was a really good game they just put out. Period. Yes. Yeah. Like in the game, the game follows. What do you know about the GameCube games? No, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys know about the Spider-Man game Ooh, on Nintendo 64? Yeah, you I guys don't know about that. Talking about the Lego blocks. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Spider-Man game on the Game Gear. Ooh. So there was that. Ooh. Ooh. That is what we call the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> struggle Which real. somehow ended up being better than the Superman game on 64. That Superman game was trash. I don't understand how you have a timer for Superman's powers. Right? That's still the number one thing that bothered me about it. Most Superman games are trash. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember I they did one, one for... Good one. I remember they did the one for Superman Returns. That game? Oh. That was bad. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I want to say, I'm so thankful that we are past the era where we get the game that goes with the movie. Yes. Uh, that era, that 2001 through oh, 2010. I don't want to say. Maybe, we, maybe if they stuck with that, we would have gotten a better Avengers movie they revealed. Uh, Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, again, I get it. Video games are about the experience. This is really, really bad. We, we won't get it. We, we've said our piece about it. Yeah. I'm more looking forward to the Iron Man VR experience, so I'll I'll hold my breath for that and not even think about the Avengers game, which I think is set to release way too close to Final Fantasy VII, so it's not getting purchased anyway. Nope, nope. It was gonna be as soon as they showed that trailer, it was getting overshadowed. Yeah, no, oh, no one was gonna pick it up. Yeah. Um, what is this? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this on our video game show, TDM. I got the big box coming. I know it's a little ridiculous. I understand it's a it's a collectible and not an action figure. I do not care. I have reverted back to my 
21-year-old self that when a game comes out and excited, the budget has gone out the window. So for Final Fantasy VII, there is no budget. Yes. I like it. Uh, but let's, uh, let's let's Spidey flip back into uh, into the Spider Verse. Like we're talking, like I wholeheartedly agree with both of you. Into the Spider Verse, uh, the best Spider-Man film that we've seen. Uh, not only does it do justice calling back to the source material, but it presents a lot of stuff in a unique way to new and returning fan base. Yes. Um, so first of all, like there's like obviously we have Tom Holland right now, so when people are seeing like Miles Morales, it's like wait a minute. No, Peter Parker Spider-Man is like, boy, let me tell you about the multiverse. Uh-huh. And like they didn't shy away from that in this. Like that's what it's all about. Like when we first got the trailer, um the very first trailer, I we like we kind of knew like there'd be a little multiverse play. We didn't realize like how critical it would be to the movie storyline. But we're just like, oh yeah, Miles and Peter, like there's a comic universe where they both coexist in the same universe. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, like a second trailer drops and they show Spider Gwen or Spider Woman or however they're they referred to her. Isn't she Ghost Spider? So they switched it later after they had already dropped the trailers. Um, and in the comics, she was now Ghost Spider. Um, but it's supposed to be Spider Gwen, but she refers to herself as Spider Woman in the movie. But well, I think so. Like, like, I, like I, I don't know. Besides that. So being able to introduce the multiverse complex to everyone, again, in an animated film that was PG-13, or if that, I think uh, yeah, it was PG-13. Uh, and even for being PG-13, again, those ratings, PG-13 is probably the deepest because it can very much push all the way up to R, like NT-17 or whatever the heck it is. Uh but they had a lot of heavy topics and situations dealing into a superhero origin story because, like, they can make it sunny disposition all day. Like, a superhero's origin story is not supposed to be, like, this bright thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to decide to be a hero. Yeah. Like, Superman, his planet was literally mass genocide or self-destruction, however you want to look at it. It's, well, and again, yeah. we're just clean-cutting it to keep this situation going. Like, Batman parents murdered Peter Parker uncle murdered yeah and then I saw a comic strip from when uh, Kingpin I don't know if he had killed May but he had approached her like ended up injuring her she was in the hospital and he he literally went off the rails he's just like I'm gonna humiliate you and if you ever think about coming back and touch him I will kill you yeah so that that was uh, we don't get enough of that Peter Parker it's it's so so that's Peter A. Parker so like prime earth yeah blonde blonde hair blue eyes I don't know I don't don't know blonde hair blue eyes but that's how they portray him yeah I don't know does Marvel consider earth one prime earth no, it's not Earth One. Okay, it's whatever Earth that Peter Parker is, that's kind of the historical Peter Parker we've got. Can I see six one six as the the prime Earth? Like how this yeah. is how you six one six is prime. Yeah, yeah. So that's Peter A. Parker. So he's been doing this for a long time, and it's not the first time he's had to. Uh, as my uncle says, thing fix somebody up. <laughs> I mean, he got into a spot with the Punisher and again put paws all over Punisher and be like, "Listen, I get it. You're angry. We all are. Stop it." Um, he had to go up against 
Kingpin multiple times, and this time Kingpin was in jail and like essentially from jail was like, I can touch you from wherever I am. I am Kingpin. You can't get me. <laughs> and then he rolls out. And then he pulled up to the jail the thing cell. Is like the audacity. He pulls up in the Spider-Man suit, unmasks himself. Yeah. Humiliates him and then walks out. Yeah. I, again, people have to get away from the idea that comic books and animated TV series are for children. Yes. And take them a little bit more seriously as the li- like as literature and art. Mm-hmm. It's the com- I mean that's it is the combination of writing and art and that's what a comic is. It yeah. is real life real literature like children aren't writing these books. These are Adults writing for adults in yeah. adult situations. That's why uh, even like jumping over to anime, like we're talking about anime and cartoons are the same thing. Uh, Your name forever going to be one of my favorite anim- uh, anime movies uh, because it, it's not a kids movie. It's a punch you in the guts, rip out your intestines, feel good movie. Uh, but it's it's not intended for kids. Neither's a silent voice. If you ever watched that. Um, because there's just some topics that they just throw at you out of nowhere. And I really appreciated that that's what they did for Into the Spider-Verse because as you're dealing with Miles' origin story uh, with his uncle finding out he has been facing off against it this entire time, watching him essentially die in front of him. Yeah. Um, and then dealing with quite literally a multi-dimensional crisis at his first go-around. That's not just something you go back home and you're just like, oh, I'm asleep good. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're kind of like up awake thinking about it for a minute. Uh, so to present all of this to us and not to even mention about, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but such a unique and innovative way that they did the animation and art style and presented it to us. Um, I remember seeing, I don't know if it was in one of the extras, but there's an interview they were doing with one of the animators talking about how when Miles first was getting the power and like Peter B. Parker was teaching him to go to steal the goober again or the information for the goober. Uh, and he's like, okay, so Spider-Man's all about fluidity. Most animated films are done at like 12 frames per second. They built this one at 24 frames per second, but they condensed Miles's actions or they spread them out uh, or condense them all to 12. So he's frozen like every other frame while like more experienced Peter Parker is moving at a solid 24 frames per second. Yeah, that's... So like with the progression throughout the movie as he's becoming more 24 frames, just the thoughtfulness that went into this and still being able to call back to the comics worth material. I don't understand how people can hate on it. I don't understand how people won't go watch it and understand that this Miles Morales... Is Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like, like, he's Spider-Man. It was part of the time where they were talking. I don't know who it was, uh, what interview it was, but they were talking about, like, this was a time where they're really playing with the idea, like, anyone can be under the mask. Like, that's the theme at the end of the movie. Peter Parker empowers all of us. We're all Spider-Man. You can wear the mask. Um, and then also just love the iteration from Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Because uh, that's my favorite animated Spider-Man show. No, and it's, again... I've said this before and I'll say it again. As close to perfect as you can get in any form of filmography without being perfect. Acting with voice and and drawn out. Um, situationally, the twist, 
my favorite things, character development, is all over this movie yes. for all sorts of characters. Yep. Yes. Like even Prowler has character development. Yes. Like from begin like the Prowler you get at the very beginning is not the character we get at the end. No. Not even close. Even from like his dad. His dad, his No, his stepdad, his mom. Yeah. Like the character development is for everyone. Spider Pig has character development. Like, it takes it takes a level of detail to do that. And I'm speaking of this as like DC fanboy extraordinary, getting a Batman tattoo in the next five years. I keep saying it, like, I'm a DC guy. Solid foot, ten toes down. But like, give credit where credit is due. That's probably not probably. It's it's definitely the best animated movie of all time, besides maybe Lion King. That's a that's an internal struggle that yeah. I have to have. But like as far as like superheroes animated movies, that's that's number one. Oh yeah, it's up there. And that's even that's with me acknowledging that typically DC has better comic book content and animated movie content. Like it's Spider Man animated like. Into the Spider Verse, and then yeah. for the next fifteen like, movies, it's DC movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and absolutely agree. Uh, and DC does a lot of good dark stuff. I would kind of like for them to like be dark in your movies. Get, let's get an R rated, which I think Suicide Squad is rated R now. James Gunn's is that one rated R? I don't know. Which it, should, it should be. I mean, Joker is. Joker is definitely rated R, which I'm happy about because that's. This is a new Joker. They said it's not going to be tied to the comics. It's going to have source material from the comics, but it's a, a uh, independent story. Yeah. So well, Batman isn't the crux of the story. Joker is. But the thing is, like, I think they like the first fight up. Yeah. I love Teen Titans Go to the Movie. It was funny. It was enjoyable to watch and gave us a lot of nuggets. I was not expecting and callbacks. Um, doing some more stuff like that, I wouldn't mind. Or just bring back Static Shock. Please bring back Static Shock. <laughs> Such a crime that it went away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, having him in Young Justice, there has not been enough of him in Young Justice. Yes. Like, uh, but I really, I really want more of that. Um, so, nugget information. Uh, our recommendation for you: go watch Into the Spider Verse. It is on Netflix. Uh, and then also tweet at your local uh, script writers, screen producers, everyone that was a part of the project. Tell them how much you loved Into the Spider Verse. They're already coming out with a second one, which. Um, if you guys don't remember hearing, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield have recorded parts to be in the first one, but they had scrapped that and they're saving it for the second one uh. because now they're playing again with more multidimensional because you had, uh, was that Spider-Man 2099, uh, Miguel yes. at the end, um, to gather like all these Spider-Man to fight a bigger threat or something like that, or to create this spider force or however they want to, uh, deem it. Um, so super excited to see how those play into it. Um, but go watch it. Grossly, criminally, that only made less than $400 million. Yep. But hey, people going to hate. Haters get no love. Haters also get stitches. Haters don't hate. They hate us because they ain't us. So that's all we got for today. Eric, tell them where they can find you on PlayStation again. Uh, it's Eric Althor, like Randall Thor from The Will of Time. Mm. Aha! It all makes sense now. I was like, is, where's, where, where's the outcome? Full from? circle. It all comes full circle. <laughs> That's what you call book ending, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The second most illustrious podcast on the planet. Mookie, uh, where the game hide you? I'll be on the internet or around town. Uh, at me, Westside Mookie. 
on all forms of the internet. Yeah, you, can talk, you, can, you can toggle an underscore in there somewhere. Yeah. If you can't find me, toss a double underscore at the end. That's probably the most. And you can find me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. I'm still playing with changing my PSN name, so I will not disclose that at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, won't be playing any games. Anyways, I'll probably just be using it to watch Hulu or Prime Video. Facts. Here or there. Um, but go ahead. Tweet at us at emanpodcast or facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Let us know what you thought. Um, favorite moments from SDCC. We're now like a week removed from it. Um, still some cool stuff that came out of it. More trailers that have been happening. Stuff as people are allowed to reveal actual trailers and video content that they saw in the next like three or four months. Actually, D23 is coming up. Yes, it is. And so we'll probably see a lot of that stuff at D23 um, and preparing for Star Wars at the end of the year. But listen to us wherever you like to listen to your local podcasts. Uh, leave us some stars, give us some reviews, and we will catch you guys next week. 